Hi, everyone. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and I'm here with America's Wealth Coach, Coach Pete Deruda. Hey, Coach, is investing like gambling? Well, Brian, unfortunately, it is for a lot of people. Uh, everyone hopes and prays that when they put money in that it's going to do good, but that's not a good strategy. The best strategy is to have a growth protection income plan, which gives you that financial fill-up strategy, which when you reach retirement, every single year you're going to get a paycheck delivered to your mailbox, regardless of how long you live and regardless of how, how long your spouse lives. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It does. Brian, everyone listening should get their very own wealth and income plan, and I'm giving that away free to your listeners right now. It makes sense. Call 800-833-7393 or text to Brian, my name, B-R-I-N, to 600 That's Brian to 600 Thanks, Coach. Thanks, brother. This week's episode of The Financial Safari is brought to you by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, for all your retirement needs. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Well, hello, everyone. It's Coach Pete this week on the Financial Safari. We're going to talk about my financial perfect 10. 10 ways to make sure you're always pointed in the positive direction. We also have former U.S. Comptroller General, Mr. David Walker, joining us on the show. We'll be right back. Very exciting show. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Coach Pete. And if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Broadcasting from coast to coast, it's the Financial Safari with your host, Coach Pete Deruda. Coach Pete and his guests are some of the nation's top financial professionals. They make it their mission to guide investors through the treacherous jungle of the financial world, showing them how to grow, keep, and leave their money for their loved ones. Coach Pete is a frequent contributor to Fox Business Network, CNBC, The Wall Street Journal, and many other news outlets. They come to Coach Pete for their answers, and now so can you. So stick around and find out how to make it through the jungle of the financial world on The Financial Safari. And welcome into the Financial Safari consumer advocate Thomas Lipscomb in studio with best-selling author coach Pete Deruda, as well as our chief wealth strategist Parker Holland. Welcome in, guys. It's good to be here. Thomas, always good. Uh, great, great. Uh, I've had a great week. Uh, the market, uh, not so much, but it's been up and down all around. But I'm here and I'm ready to help educate folks on wealth and income. That's what we've always been talking about. We've been talking about it, uh, well, I'm hitting 30 years in the financial arena in a, in a month. And so for 30 years, I've been talking about safe planning. Mm -hmm. And when the market's going up like crazy, people ignore me sometimes. When the market goes down, people say, gosh, maybe that Coach Pete had a point. There you go. And so the point I've always said is, hey, we don't want all our money in one place. We don't want it all under the pillow. We don't want it all in a, a safe place, too safe, because safe can be boring. And especially with the interest rate environment we've been in, safe is almost detrimental to your long-term financial health. If you're not earning anything, because when banks were paying like maybe 1% or less, you cannot survive using the rule of 72. You take the interest rates you're being offered. 
You divide it into the number 72. The number you get is the number of years it takes for your money to double. So, Thomas, simple math. What bank's giving you 1%. How many years would it take for your money to uh, double? A good lifetime, <laughs> I would say. 72 years. <laughs> Coach Pete's only 56. <laughs> I still wouldn't have doubled my money if I, the minute I popped out, they put money away for me at 1%. <laughs> there you go. That's crazy when you think about it. Well, and then you think about, you know, I've learned this from you guys. You, you look at inflation uh, oh. taking three, four plus percent points Try a year. eight or nine. Yeah. <laughs> Especially this last year, a lot, a lot of gains to have to make up. Parker, your feelings on inflation? Well, it's been funny how ignored it has been over the past few yep. years by the Fed and everybody, and then it catches up. Everyone's like eight percent a year, but when they just admitted it for the first time in eight years, they're only admitting us one percent a year. Oh. Honestly, when you look at it that way, it's been eating us year by year, and it's just when it's out of sight, out of mind, or it's not publicly talked about, people don't think about it. Yeah. Interesting facts came across my desk this week. Not good ones, by the way. So I figured. Might as well call attention to it. <laughs> and maybe it's you. And if it is you, hey, it's never too late to get back on the right track or get mm -hmm. started on the track to begin with. Yeah. Question number one, what percentage of baby boomers have saved absolutely nothing for retirement? And we have to have Ms. Sergeant Schultz come in here. I know nothing. Nothing. All right, Parker, what percentage of baby boomers do you think have saved absolutely nothing for retirement? 20 to 30 percent. Okay, 20, 30. Thomas, you got an idea? Shoo, uh, I would hope that it would be less than that, 10 to 20. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> both of you are wrong. <laughs> that means it's 45 percent. Oh, my goodness. One out of two of you listening out there who is a baby boomer has not saved a penny for retirement. That's Think scary. about this. Now, we hear about, and when you go down, to the, every now and then they'll drive down to the beach for a weekend or get some seafood for a day or whatever. Mm -hmm. We have a Wilmington, by the way, we have a Wilmington, North Carolina office right there in Landfall, very nice location, and a Greenville, North Carolina office, and as well as our main national headquarters is right here in Apex, North Carolina. So we've got three main locations here in North Carolina. And when I'm on the beach, though, I see these big boats, Parker, and I'm wondering, did people cash in their IRAs <laughs> to buy a boat? <laughs> we've seen it. It has not been the first time we've seen that request. We have seen it. And so here, here's one thing. Not only is so you're, you, you want to buy a boat, you get that boat fever, and I know when you want to buy something new, you get the fever no matter what anyone says. You're not listening because you're going to get what you want. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> so in you're going to take the money out of the IRA. Now, number one, what is an IRA? What does that stand for? Individual retirement account. All right. So, and, and you're not retired yet, but you're going to take the money out of that individual retirement account that you've saved uh, and, and gone without for years with to take that money out, rip it out of there, and buy a boat with it. And once you buy a boat, is a boat uh, non-expensive after that? Oh, no. <laughs> I always want the friend with the boat, not to be the friend yes. that owns the boat. <laughs> you know, the acronym BOAT, uh, bust out another thousand. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've heard it. My father-in-law used to have a boat, and he was that was great to have a boat. He's, give, he's given up that game now after, <laughs> after losing consistently and making friends with Cito too many times. Oh. <laughs> he didn't buy new boats. He bought used boats. And you know, you're buying somebody else's problems when you do that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. So not only did you bust into your retirement plan to take uh, money out to buy a boat, it's going to be a depreciating, depreciating asset. Unless it's a used car. There's going up like crazy. Oh, right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's taking money out that he would have had there for his retirement, would have been building for his retirement. It's not there anymore. Parker, what other problem does he have if he takes money out of IRA? Everyone thinks they don't have to pay Uncle Sam. 
IRAs are taxable <laughs> when you take that distribution. And we see it too many times. People forget and then they put the minimum withholding and then they owe a lot at the end of the year and they don't have the money to cover it. Mm. Yeah, we've got a great site dedicated to to questions such as this and all sorts of other questions from retirement savings to income to, to if you're uh, taking too much risk. You can analyze that mm-hmm. as well. But go to PeteOnDemand.com. That's P-E-T-E on demand.com workbooks guidebooks videos audiobooks some of the audiobooks that are for sale on Amazon are free there the books that I've written yeah. you can also download uh, PDFs I guess they call that right what's what is PDF right. so, so uh, like, like an ebook you can do, you can download the ebook that's right that's a better name for it you can download the ebook right from the site as well and that's PeteOnDemand.com. Thomas we're constantly updating that site so if you went a couple of years ago or a couple of months ago uh, you, now there's new things there that's right <laughs> and if you're, and if you're yeah. a geek like me there's something I love on there uh, our retirement calculators we have a retirement distribution calculator a savings taxes and inflation calculator talking inflation there Parker uh, personal economic recovery calculator the mutual fund experience calculator coach I know you're gonna like that one and the retirement planning calculator all, all of these just help uh, engage you in your retirement planning process really spur uh, those proper questions that need to be asked make sure you're on the right track and these are totally private for you when you put the information in they we are. see the number of visitors is where we that's where we that's where we end that's as far correct. As no, no information and, is being gathered and so the reason I say that is because the inflation calculator has been used like crazy the last couple months Thomas we were debating a couple of years ago, just taking it off. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody about cares. <laughs> Things change, don't they, Parker? Oh, very quickly and overnight. <laughs> I mean, it's never been a born day for the last three years. That's for certain. So this was an interesting conversation and, and an interesting quiz, though, and a, and, a, and an interesting answer on the quiz that 45% of baby boomers have not saved Anything, in other words, absolutely nothing for retirement. Wow! And I had to look that up online. So a baby boomer today is actually hitting 67, 68 years old. So these are the these are the ladies and gentlemen out there that are right ready yep. to retire if they haven't already. Basically, anybody fifty eight to, to sixty, almost seventy, or mm-hmm. a little bit over seventy, right? And so because I'm yeah. a, I'm a Generation X, I'm right after baby boomers, mm-hmm. at, and I'm fifty six. So I, I, I just missed it by a couple of years, the baby boomers. And we see it all. But the I'm t- saving some. Yeah, and we see it all the time. So many people just want to rely on Social Security. And retirement. And that is never enough. And of course, as we've seen, it just gets eroded with reductions, inflation, everything. Well, how important is it also, you know, Social Security is a very important factor, though. How important is it for folks that are listening to make sure they're getting their maximum benefit from the Social Security when they when they go to apply for it? And there's never a straight answer. They're told at the Social Security Administration not to provide um, anything other than just information. They cannot do recommendations and not enough people know their options. No, we get questions all the time about uh, maybe a former spouse or a deceased spouse. Am I able to take their social security benefit? Everybody's situation is so unique that you you need to have advice when you're doing this. It's not just another one of those documents that you should sign your John Hancock on and move on. <laughs> well, a question they asked last year from this, again, this is another one of the quiz questions. Uh, it says, as a result of the pandemic-induced bear market that happened uh, like last year, yeah. I think March last year, hmm. uh, what percentage of retirees would welcome more guaranteed income in retirement? What percentage from zero to 100 of retirees would welcome more guaranteed lifetime income? I would say February 1st, probably only about 50%. March 15th, probably close to 80%. Uh, let's talk about right now, Parker. We're in, we're in May. I would say right now, it's got to be at least somewhere around, I would say 70%. All right, Thomas, you want to guess? Shoot, I would think 100% if you're asking that. Well, that's yeah. what I would think too. But unfortunately, the, the number... 
number of people, and we call that the Swan account. That's our Swan songs. Uh, you know, sleep well at night accounts. Mm-hmm. A number of people who would like a sleep well at, at night account where they would have guaranteed lifetime income, not worrying about the market to give them that income, and and not ever worrying about the market taking that income away is only 56%. Really? So one of, again, here we are, one of two people are, are, would like to have lifetime income guaranteed and, and uh, one of two people would not. <laughs> but you know what? I don't think people understand the true ramifications of not having lifetime income. Social security is a, is a pension plan, basically. It's mm-hmm. an annuity stream of income you get for the rest of your life. And so, but the problem with social security is you're not getting enough income from that social security. So you need to get other streams, annuitized streams of income when you retire that give you income for the rest of your life. And using bucketing strategies and lifetime income annuities, that takes a worry out of planning for retirement and living through retirement, knowing that that green flag on the mailbox every single month through retirement, a mailman's going to bring you a check instead of you having to, instead of you paying bills all the time, put the yep. red flag up, the mailman will put the, the symbolic green flag on the mailbox and you'll have plenty of income. So if you're interested in finding out if you have the right retirement mix, the right retirement plan, uh, the proper allocation of taxable income and non-taxable and making sure you have that tax navigation strategy and a wealth and income strategy, for the next 10 of you who call, you will get this exclusive offer and you'll become one of our partner clients if you if you choose and you'll we'll waive our $1,000 planning fee to put a plan together for you that makes sense and is customized for you and your family. Thomas, tell them how they can do that. It's super simple. All you have to do is call 800-661-7383. 800-661-7383. You can also text that keyword plan to 600-700. Plan to 600-700. Yeah, very, very important. And I've also got a three-book set. When you come in, you'll get three of the books I've written. And uh, my, my new book is coming out later on this year. You'll get you'll be on the list to get that as well. Absolutely. Very, very important just to be educated. But more importantly, don't fall for the dirty tricks of Wall Street. Now, I've got some good news. We've got Mr. David Walker, former U.S. Comptroller General. In other words, he's the guy who signed the checks of the government. He resigned. He, he started with uh, Clinton and he resigned during George Bush because he said, I'm tired of signing checks that are going to bounce. And so we're going to have David Walker on, very good friend of the show, when we come right back. Termites, not the ones that eat your house, the ones that eat away at your nest egg. Hidden fees, a fee here, a fee there, a fee everywhere. They could end up costing you thousands. Exterminate the termites, work with a financial professional who offers transparency. Call best-selling author Coach Pete DeRuda and the team at Capital Financial, 800-661-7383 or text PLAN to 600-700. That number again, 800-661-7383 or text PLAN to 600-700. Well, folks, this is the time of the show where I go out around the world and find people who are making a difference, who are, have made a difference, who I've known in the past. And we've got a return visitor. It, it was back in 2000, I think the first time we had him on the show, maybe 2011. And then 2012, we had a, he had a bus tour talking about, the, talking about the economy and talking about spending. And his name is Dave Walker. You may have heard David Walker. He was the former U.S. Comptroller General put in under Bill Clinton. And he also went through George, or he went through some of George Bush, or maybe all of George Bush. We'll get him to say that. Dave is joining us from, I think, D.C. today. Uh, Dave, welcome That's, in. Well, Thanks. I'm uh, Alexandria, Virginia, which, for the record, is outside the Beltway, the real world. (laughs) Right outside the Sausage Factory, we call it. We still do. Right. You don't want to be there if you don't have to be. So this again, tell tell folks uh, how you were appointed, uh, your feelings when you were appointed back then, and then and then why you resigned. Well, I uh, 
held several presidential appointments. My first one was Reagan. My second one was Bush uh, 41. And my third one was Clinton. And that was as Comptroller General of the United States, which in English is Auditor General, Chief Accountability Officer, and head of something called the Government Accountability Office. Uh, and the GAO is responsible for trying to help the Congress improve the performance and assure the accountability of the executive branch for the benefit of the American people. And, uh, you know, I had three goals when I went to the GAO and I had accomplished two out of the three. And Pete Peterson, may God rest his soul, who's now no longer with us, uh, convinced me that I wasn't going to be able to accomplish the third one in that job. Uh, because when you controller general, you can talk about the problems, but you're not allowed to talk about <laughs> policy solutions. And my view is is that you need to wake people up, show them a way forward, and talk about solutions. And that was what the tour was about in 2012. And I'm happy to come back to that because it was incredibly successful. And we need to do it again. And what was the title of that tour again? The 10 million a minute tour. And the reason it was called that was because the total liabilities and unfunded promises, things for, like unfunded Social Security and Medicare benefits, were going up $10 million a minute. Wow. And last year, they were going up more than $10 million a minute. You know, that's it's it's uh, when we talk about that kind of money, the average American, me included, can't comprehend that. We're talking about ten million a minute. I've never seen ten million in my lifetime in one place. Ten million a minute, and and it's and it's past that. You said, huh? Well, yes, it was as of last year. It was worse than that. And um, you know, the the problem is, is that you know people talk about deficits, and the president talks about that the deficit is down significantly from. This, this year as compared to last year. Well, there's two reasons for that. One reason is, is we're not spending trillions of extra money on COVID. And secondly, the Congress didn't pass his, you know, his uh, trillion dollar plus Build Back Better bill. Uh, and so that's the only reason it's down. But, but the, the structural deficit, um, you know, that doesn't have to do with one-time items, that deals with recurring items, it's actually up. Uh, and, and, and a lot of people talk about deficits and debt. The debt right now is about $30.5 trillion, but that doesn't count unfunded civilian and military pensions, retiree health care. It doesn't count unfunded Social Security and Medicare obligations. The real number as of the end of last year was not around $30 trillion. It was over $112 trillion. Wow. I mean, it's growing faster than the economy. When when you look at uh, people can see just a microcosm of how the federal government works. Just look at the U.S. Post Office, <laughs> because or Amtrak. Yeah, it's had its share of challenges. <laughs> it has, and and you know part of the problem is is that the, you know the 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 uh, Congress needs to give the, the 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 post office a little bit more flexibility about how to operate. Yeah, well, that's... Um, than they have, but yeah. <laughs> Well, here we're talking about federal deficit and, and all this on, on, on fund, unfunded liabilities. And, and then at the same time, I hear Biden talking about wanting to forgive student debt. How's that going to work? Well, here's what's interesting, Coach Pete. The, the number one asset, or stated differently, the largest asset on the financial statements or balance sheet of the U.S. government is student loans. Mm. As of the end of last year, it was $1.6 trillion and going up rapidly. So, A, he doesn't have the legal authority to do that. 
Number two, it would be irresponsible. Number three, it would be inequitable. What about people who have already paid back their loans or never took loans to begin with? Correct, right? like me, yep. Yeah, right, and me, okay. And, um, you know, and, and what's he going to give away next? I mean, presidents don't have the authority to give away federal property. And the irony is, this is the largest asset on the balance sheet. Yeah. Well, it's like walking into your house and just giving stuff away. That's because we're taxpayers. It's our money that's being given away. And the people that are screaming for well, giveaways then, usually don't pay. Know, and then people say, well, you know, it won't increase the debt. That's true. It won't increase the debt. But it'll, increase, it'll decrease the net worth of the country because you're giving up an asset. You're not taking on an additional liability. In this case, student loans are an asset to yeah. the federal government, not a liability. Well, the, the spending is, I mean, it's putting ourselves, it, it isn't, it's a national security issue when we go into debt like this. There's absolutely no question that it is. I have a number of good friends in, in the current and former military. I'm, I'm on the defense business board. I taught um, at the Naval Academy um, to, to uh, many good friends of mine that were, were former joint chair, uh, chairman or vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, Admiral Mullen and Admiral Owens have both said publicly that the largest national security threat that we face is our mounting debt burdens. Uh, and in fact, my latest book, America in 2040, still a superpower, question mark, you know, talks about, uh, you know, the economic and national security challenges that we face and, and what do we need to do to try to address them. Well, well earlier before we got you on the air, you're talking about a constitutional amendment you're working on. That's right. Because I'm convinced that the only way that the Congress is going to put our federal finances in order and create a better future for our children, grandchildren, and future generations is to be forced to do it. And statutory limits have not worked. The debt ceiling is a bad joke. It's done nothing to really constrain spending. Uh, and other provisions that have been in from time to time that impose spending caps have been suspended or repealed. And so what we need to do is we need a limit on credit card limit. We need a limit as to how much debt as a percentage of the economy we can take on. Absent a formal declaration of war or certain narrow, uh, unexpected emergencies. And we need to set a lower limit than where we are that we want to try to get to over, uh, over time uh, to give us more fiscal flexibility and promote more growth and, and opportunity. Uh, and we've actually made a lot of progress on that. In fact, um, there's a joint concurrent resolution that's going to be introduced into Congress within the next several weeks that I've been involved with that shows that more than the required number of states had asked for a convention to propose such an amendment in 1979, and Congress never did anything. Wow. You know, Dave, uh, amendments are an interesting thing. Matter of fact, here in North Carolina, the people, like me included, the people voted that we should have to have voter ID. We had an amendment to the Constitution of North Carolina, and we said that we should have to have voter ID, and it passed, and yet one, one judge in North Carolina overruled that, and so we still can vote without voter ID, which really, in, the, in this day and age, that chunks my chicken. Doesn't make any sense. Well, but did you do that in the Constitution? Here's part of the issue. Um, you know, part part of the issue is, um, you know, it, it's a whole different level when it's in the Constitution. And unfortunately, unlike some countries like Switzerland, 
uh, that is in the best financial condition of any country in the world. Okay, yep. uh, you know they have uh, initiative and referendum at the national level. We don't have initiative and referendum at the national level. But one of the points that you make is, hey, we need to get and we need to have an amendment proposed. But the way that we want to get it ratified, we want it to be ratified by conventions of citizens in each of the states because the people are way ahead of the politicians on this. And we proved that in the 2012 10 million a minute tour where we got 77 to 97 percent agreement on specific reforms that would get our debt to GDP down to reasonable and sustainable levels over a period of time. So the people are ahead yeah. of the politicians. Hey, we've got about a minute left. Tell us what uh, what we can look forward to. I know you're, I'd love to, are you going to do another bus tour coming up? Or are they, how can the average American right. get involved? We clearly need another bus tour. Uh, you know, people may want to go to um, let us vote for bba.org and find out more about this uh, constitutional amendment effort that's underway uh, and, and, and stay tuned to some, you know, uh, and developments that are likely to happen. I think we need another tour. I'm going to advocate for another tour. We need two things in addition to that to prepare the way. We need the constitutional amendment and then we need a statutory fiscal sustainability commission that will engage the American people with the facts, the truth, the tough choices, solicit their input, and then make recommendations to the Congress that will be guaranteed a vote in the Congress to put our finances in order. That's what we need. Hopefully we'll get it well, that's eventually. A, yeah, that's a great plan. Let us know when you do that. We'll make sure to have you on when you when you do the next tour. And, uh, and I'd like, love to see you again, too, Dave. That'd be great. Take care. Folks, his name is Dave Walker, former U.S. Comptroller General. And, uh, Dave, thanks for your time today. We'll look forward to talking to you again. My pleasure. Take care. or text PLAN to 600-700. That's PLAN to 600-700. Folks, we'll be right back after this. Welcome to the jungle. Are you ready for the financial safari that is retirement? Coach Pete DeRuta and his team at Capital Financial can guide you over the mountains and through the woods of retirement. Check out FinancialSafari.com for the latest shows and A-list guest interviews. If you have a question for Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial, go to FinancialSafari.com. Click on the Ask a Question button and your question along with your voice may be used in an upcoming episode of Financial Safari. Financial Safari is available on iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, Google Home, and Apple HomePod. Are you ready for retirement? Check out FinancialSafari.com. All right, welcome back into the Financial Safari. Consumer advocate Thomas Lipscomb here with you once again alongside our chief wealth strategist, Parker Holland, and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuta. Coach, what a great interview that was. Yeah, it was 2012, the last time I saw him. He had a bus tour back then. He came around Chapel, went, met him in Chapel Hill uh, and gave him a a gold record since he's been on the show a couple times. And so we had so many, when we have so many people compliment or, or comment on a guest, if they reach a certain limit, we, uh, we have a special gold record framed and put in and with their name on it. And, and, um, and with a picture of me and that person put it, put together and, and given to him and Very we nice. rewarded that to him uh, in Chapel Hill in 2012, Thomas, when he wow. was on his last tour, 
and it was funded by the Pete Peterson Foundation. And, and, he, and he mentioned during the interview, Pete Peterson has passed away. He was a, he was a younger guy, too. So, mm-hmm. well, as we get older, everyone seems younger. <laughs> <laughs> but David had some great, uh, or he likes Dave now. He, used to be, he was David Walker when he was with the government. Now he's Dave. <laughs> More professional. More professional. <laughs> but he did mention, and I want to call attention to this, uh, the $10 million a minute tour. In other words, that's how much we're blowing through with the government right now. I would mm-hmm. love to try that. He said it's more than that. I would love to try. Well, that. And I mean, that, that was the 2012 number, wasn't it? So you're looking at inflation plus oh, just the state of everything as yeah. it is now. I'm sure it's quite a bit more. Yeah. So now he's, he's talking about the constitutional limit. He wants to have a limit uh, of what the government could spend instead of just kicking the can down the road. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see what happens. We'll, we'll have, if he does have another tour, bus tour, make sure to have David on again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. So it, it, I mean, it's just important though, that we pay attention. I mean, that when we think of what's happened in DC doesn't, doesn't affect us. It does affect us. I mean, all this stuff affects us that we hear about on the news, even though we think there's nothing we can do about it. There is something we can do about it. From grassroots on up, we can we can make a change. Well, it goes back to the whole conversation. You know, we were talking about just a few minutes ago, inflation and how high it is lately. Uh, I think a lot of people can put their blinders on about taxes as well. We've talked about in past shows about how we really are. And I know we all complain about taxes, blah, blah, blah. But, but at the end of the day, we're in a low tax environment. Yeah. And so you look at high inflation numbers, you're looking at the debt being what it is, where are taxes going to go? And again, do we want to ignore that until it happens or do yeah. we want to be proactive? Active. Parker, would you argue that we're in a low tax environment right now? <laughs> no, I, it's been it's always no entertaining. Taxes, Thomas. No, it's, it's always not. entertaining seeing people's opinions about what they're worried about most, and everyone says taxes. <laughs> but then at the end of the day, a lot of people come in and they're always just wondering a way to shelter is their form for it. But we know they're always asking for a little bit of evasion because they know there isn't a way around it without having less money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Taxes are the toll booth and the toll booth's not going away. That's right. And one thing else that's not going away is this. If I had a million dollars, I'd be rich. Now, before the show, we we got my Uncle Sam hat out. See it over there? Uh, we, and we fill it with numbers and uh, generic numbers. And Parker draws numbers out. And then he draws ages out. And then he puts a plan together for the hypothetical situation that we just developed right in front of our eyes. There you go. Parker, what did we, what did we pull out today? Well, today we pulled out a couple. And uh, this couple, of course, we're just going to go by the name... The Deruta family, because <laughs> that's the only name I know I can use. Say, Compliance won't get in trouble. Say the John Doe family. <laughs> hey, but what or the, the Lipscomb family. How about that? There you go. There you go. Sounds, good. Over there. Sounds good. Who's this Deruta guy? I'm just known as Coach Pete. What are you talking about? <laughs> My dad was a college professor 43 years. He was Professor D. Because oh, nobody wanted no to, one nobody, wanted nobody to nobody try pronounce his last name. It's not that hard of a name to pronounce. On paper, it's scary. <laughs> On paper, it is scary. So we have a husband and wife couple, and How they, old were they? they are currently 62 years old. Both of them 62. Both of them All are right. 62. Drew the same you know, the thing twice. The chances of drawing 62 out twice in a row, Thomas, it's it pretty is low. Pretty I should have been playing the lottery. It's pretty low. The probability <laughs> is, is pretty high that you're not going to draw something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So and speaking of the lottery, Parker, I'm going to get off the tangent right here because I told you about this right before the show. Have you ever played the scratch? off lottery tickets from North Carolina. Oh, yes. Every holiday season, I always fill cousins and family members with scratch-offs, and I always put a note, if they win more than a 1000 they have to share it. Yeah, my, nice. wife, my wife's grandmother used to give us all scratch-offs. They were the dollar ones, so I didn't know they made a $30 scratch-off ticket. Now, would you pay $30 for one of those one ticket to scratch-off? has to be the sign of it's a, a poster board. a lot of money, but this one guy in Winterville, North Carolina, right outside of Greenville, Mario Delgado, 
bought a $30 scratch-off ticket and became the first winner of the $5 million prize of a new lottery game, according to the North Carolina Education Lottery. Wow. <laughs> which That's wow. worth which it. Which I always laugh I when a $30 Education now. <laughs> Lottery. <laughs> education Lottery, yet they still want these bonds to, that we have to we have to pay for future tax increases to pay for schools, even though the Education Lottery is supposed to pay for the schools. Oh, yes. Yeah, true. That's true. <laughs> what happened there? Anyway, <laughs> so he bought his Lucky 200X, the cash ticket from Speedway on North Memorial Drive in Greenville. So he was in Greenville buying a, buying a ticket or two. I used to go to the Dixie Queen in, in Winterville, by the way. I just had a seafood memory. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my claim to fame about Winterville. When Delgado arrived at the lottery headquarters on Friday to collect his prize, he decided to make the decision. He had a decision to make. And the decision he made was he decided he had a choice of taking 250000 over 20 years. So every year he'd get $250,000 check for 20 years and it would stop. Or a lump sum of $3 million. So he chose to take the $3 million lottery prize, and after state and federal tax withholdings, he took home $2.1 million. Now, Parker, we were talking about this before the show. What they withhold is probably not what he's going to owe. He's probably going to owe more than that. He's going to he? owe more than that. On so, that dollar amount, he will. So, Mr. Delgado, if you are lucky enough to be listening to the show, because we are in Greenville and Winterville, Make sure to put some of that other money aside, or you don't want Uncle Sam chasing you around with handcuffs down oh, the road yeah, next year right. if you don't pay your bill. So anyway, so so Tom, uh, so I'm sorry, Parker, I got off on a tangent. I don't even know why I got into that, but well, I, mean, I did mention lottery, so I did oh, trigger okay, it. You go. But I mean, he he made a brave <laughs> I, decision. I what triggers me? He he made a brave decision. <laughs> yeah, uh, taxes on two hundred fifty thousand a year over twenty years. That's five million. He's placing a bet that he can earn more money over that period of time than what he would make in the difference. So mm-hmm. yeah, because he he had the choice of taking two fifty for twelve years, twenty. Uh, sorry, twenty years, yeah. or or just getting the lump sum. And he decided the lump sum because a lot of people, if they get the right managed platform or, or right manager or right strategy, they can outperform that. But but yeah, he's costing himself a little money right there, right away. If he has a question, we'll definitely put a plan together for him. <laughs> All right, now let's get back to our hypothetical couple, sixty, both sixty-two, and uh, we, what kind of inc- what kind of a lump sum do we draw out? It's not Mr. Delgado, but it's two point five million in oh. retirement accounts. Very nice, Thomas. We we seldom draw ones over a million out of the hat. That's but right. Parker did a well. We seldom draw two sixty-two-year-olds out of a hat too. So this is a day of seldomness. It was a small <laughs> hat. It, it was small. it was Thomas size. Big hat. <laughs> oh, what do you say? <laughs> It's Uncle Sam. It's Uncle Sam. Yeah. So 2.5 million in retirement accounts, and it's just the day of the twos. They're retiring in two years. All right. See, we drew two out. Okay. So they're 62. They have 2.5 million. Done a pretty good job of saving, if you ask me. It all depends on where it is now, but more importantly, where it's going to be in the future to make sure they never have to worry about uh, their savings dissipating or going away before they have left the earth. That's so right. what do we do, Parker? And of course, in this plan, we do the key spend and leave plan. This is what, leave. So what I did was I wanted to see how much guaranteed income they could get out of the accounts while still keeping the 2.5 growing and compounding for legacy. Very important. Because a lot of people, they always assume they want to make the last check balance. But I would say more than That's my not, dad used to say, I would always say majority of people actually would love to live off just the interest accumulated. We see that more often than those trying to make the last check bounce. Well, it's, it's like the old days where my aunts would do this up in New England because they were former school teachers and they had money. All their money was in CDs. And back then, CDs were paying 15, 16% interest. So they were living on the interest and mm-hmm. leaving the principal alone. So that's what you're saying, that that's the goal of most people is, is leaving the principal alone as much as possible. And of course, we run doom and gloom, worst case markets down for the next 50 years. That uh, <laughs> that money would be able to generate $111,000 per year 
for as long as they one of them was alive. And I killed him off, as you wow. see here, Thomas, at age 115. The spreadsheet ran out at year 53. <laughs> <laughs> it could keep going. If they're still it alive, keep it keeps going. going. So that's the magic of that. Out so, of paper. So 111,000 per year for how many for how many years, you say? 50? 53 years. So how much did they take in, uh, in that time period? So over that period of time, um, so over... Th- 30 years, they would have taken 3.2 million. So actuarially, their ages to pass away would be 91 and 92. Okay. That would have been 3.2 million. But if they went all the way to that 115, that would have been 5.8 million in income that they took off their investment. All right. So let's just go back to the 30-year one because that sounds more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> so they live 30 years after starting the plan or they yeah. live uh, actually 32 years because they waited two years after they after they started the plan mm-hmm. to start taking income. So they take income for 30 years. They started with 2.5 million. They've taken out 3.2 million. They both pass away. What's left in the account? So assuming the market down isn't down every day, but let's say the market does half of what it's been doing over the last decade. So the market never had a single day where it earned more than 6.8%. And this isn't compounded. This is annualized. This isn't one of those messed up softwares. This is structuring up and down years in between. That portfolio would be worth $8.1 million wow. when they kick the bucket at age 92. So let's get yeah. a customized, if you're interested or curious at all, which you should be, about what your money, that it, wherever it's sitting in now, where it could be earning and, and working forward for you, Instead of just sitting around and going up and down with the market and not really having an income plan, for the next 15 of you call, we'll, we'll do for you your very own customized example, just like Parker did. The hat that we draw the numbers out be your numbers, and we'll show you your plan. And that's uh, invaluable. We've seen others charge over $1,000 or more for this. If they even do something like this, because we like to spend and leave, we don't like the money being at risk, and we like lifetime income. So if those meet your requirements and, your, and touch your hot buttons, give a call right now. The next 15 of you, no cost or obligation. And that number, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383, or text PLAN to 600-700, PLAN to 600-700. Listen, if you're 5, 10 years away from retiring or have just retired, it is time to take a look at the risk balance inside your portfolio. Capital Financial's risk assessment that Coach Parker and the team here can show you, it'll show you the stress your portfolio could be under if if unpredictable events happen, such as rising inflation or a market crash. So as Coach Pete said, we've opened up the phone lines. We keep a limited number of vacancies on our calendar each week. Call on in, reserve one for yourself, get your questions answered, get that plan in place. The number again, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383, or text PLAN to 600-700, PLAN to 600-700. You want your piece of the financial pie? Tune in to Financial Pizza each and every week. Where do you go? Financialpizza.com. You will hear from Coach Pete DeRuta, as well as advisors from across the country. Great takes on the latest hot-button issues when it comes to retirement. Financialpizza.com. Every week, new, fresh, hot information on everything retirement. Financialpizza.com. So good, you want to take a bite. Financialpizza.com. Welcome back into the Financial Safari. Uh, Thomas, fast-moving show today. So fast, Parker fell out. He's gone. <laughs> Remember the merry-go-round? You get a, go, go to a nice speed and up, oh, speed up, yes. and somebody try to jump on, they fall right off. That's oh, part yes. of, uh, Parker Parker had uh, an, an obligation with his dog, Millie. So Millie had to, Millie had to uh, see Parker. I Millie, guess. you're in our thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> so I talked about... In, in, before the show, we talked about the perfect 10, the perfect financial 10. I've got a list here, and we uh, we spend a lot of time on each one of these 10 topics in person with uh, 
with the folks that we serve and work with. Yeah. Uh, but I want to make sure that on the radio, we can at least hit on some of these and, and uh, hopefully some of these will resonate with you of why they are important. And we say the perfect 10 and we don't want eight to 10. We want 10 to 10 mm-hmm. on this. And so, you know, when you're in school, seven out of 10 is still good. You can still pass at 70. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Right. And that's uh, back in when I was growing up, that was a C minus. But then they changed it. I remember in college, they changed it from like 93 to 100 was an A and 85 to, to 93 was a B and 77, 85 was a C. And all of a sudden you're in the D range at 70. I like to be above C level myself. How about you? <laughs> I absolutely do. We were on that seven point scale in, in high school and college Remember that well. too. I like I the 10 do. point scale. Yes. So, but in other words, I think every single one of these topics is just as important as the other one. So you can't say, I just want, I want to do seven of these and we don't care about the other three. Yeah. yeah. Let's at least touch on these and we might not be able to cover them all today. We'd be honored to get back in touch with you. Uh, let us know what our, uh, let you know what our fiduciary opinion is on the matter and yeah. if anything get a second opinion of what's going on well and you can you, there's a there's even an option here where you can read your own question to us so uh, you can hear your own voice on the radio or we can have mr greg fischel read it for you and thomas do we have one this week that's right we actually do yeah check this out coach this week's question from cameron in moore county i'm 66 years old and at full retirement age my wife is 61 she will be drawing half of my social security retirement's benefit when she is at full retirement age I'm still employed, partly so that my wife will have health insurance. Would it be better for me to begin collecting my benefits now while I'm still employed and use it to pay off my mortgage, or wait on fully paying off my mortgage until I'm older and benefit from the larger amount of Social Security payments? Which option will leave us the larger amount during retirement? Oh, good question. You know, and it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But it's not. It's very complex. So one of yeah. the first things is we need to see what his long-term health ramifications are. What, you know, how, how is his family tree? How does he feel? How does he, when he goes to the doctor, what does the doctor say? Does the doctor uh, start scribbling on the on the uh, clipboard and then uh, whispering to the nurses? <laughs> how are those triglycerides, Bob? <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> is he yelling at you because you're not following your diet correctly and you, uh, you're you're already type 2 diabetic and mm-hmm. that kind of thing? So, yeah. so we have to factor that in too, because if we're not going to live long, then we need to punish the Social Security Administration. In other words, start taking some of that money, because when yeah. we pass away, it's gone. There you go. It's very <laughs> so, true. But if he's healthy, and it sounds like he probably is healthy, then it makes no sense to me to take that Social Security early. Number one, you want to let it continue to grow because it's growing about 8% per year yeah, that's using that rule of 72 again. Eight goes into 72 nine times. So every nine years, your money doubles there, which is pretty good. That's huge. So if you can go from, from 62 to 70, that's almost nine years. That's yeah. eight years. So you almost double the amount of money you're going to get by waiting. And here's another thing, Thomas. I heard he, he wants to use that money to pay his mortgage off. Correct. My question would be, as long as he has a decent interest rate, why? Because <laughs> interest rates are going up right now. Why would you want to pay off a low interest rate mortgage and then in the future maybe have to go get a higher interest rate mortgage? Yeah, yeah. Makes no sense. The, no, banks, the banks would love for you to pay it off because they want to get that money and make more interest rate with it. Right now, they're committed to taking a very small interest rate over 30 years on some of the mortgages that people that, that have got that I've talked to at two, 2.9 or lower lower some cases. So, and right, what we're hearing about interest rates on, on new mortgages are about 5%, maybe even higher. They are. Yes. That's scary. It is. Yeah. That's uh, the average consumer in a $400,000 house is paying about $600 more f- per month for their mortgage. If they get a house, the same house that you're in now, if you would go get it now, instead of getting a couple of years ago on the mortgage rates, that's how much money, more money it would cost. Can you mm. imagine that? $600 more a month. Not going to do that. That adds up. It does. You're talking about 7,000 more a year. Whew. Coach, I see uh, you got your list over there. Well, the, the most important thing, and, and what we always talk about, 
is the importance of a financial fill-up strategy, making sure that we have an, enough income coming to us every single year for the rest of their life. And and I forgot to press that financial fill-up button when Parker was talking about the financial fill-up plan mm-hmm. that he designed. Yeah. But it's vitally important that we do have our own financial fill-up strategy that does not depend on the stock market, on real estate, on anything that could go away or anything that could go down in value. We can't have that no. when we're talking about our retirement. Now, I, I talk to people every day and, and, they, and people say, gosh, yeah, I can afford to take risk. I said, yeah, you may be able to, but can your spouse withstand it? Can your retirement plan withstand the risk that you say you can take? Yeah. Because if, we, if, if your retirement plan is tied to the market and the market goes the wrong way, What's going to happen? It's very true. It's that unpredictability. And we, we've talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. And, and folks, you could you know look at this if you want to online. We have resources as well that cover this. Many of ours, including the five keys uh, to a successful retirement box set, uh, which is available on PeteOnDemand.com. Uh, but the sequence, and give me if, uh, correct me if I say this wrong, Coach, but the sequence of return risk. Yeah. Uh, if those numbers happen to float the wrong way over the course of your retirement, it can drastically change what happens. Another risk that people don't pay attention to until it hits them, and then it's too late to do anything about it. But yeah. I've got the list from this is from 2009 we we uh we had an organization called Crestmark Research that we dealt with and they they put this sheet out called the impact of losses and why the first rule of investing is also the second rule and that's what Warren Buffett said the first rule of investing is not to lose money oh sure and the second rule is repeat number one <laughs> there you go and so but why well why why not lose money coach Pete well if you lose 30% in a, in a market, which that happens, that's happened. If you've been in the market for any period of time longer than 20 years, you've had a 30% loss, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Guess how much you have to gain over the next years, or however long it takes, just to get back to where you started before you lost that 30%. Mm, yeah, and I know it's not 30% just because I've been working yeah. with you for a long it's time. It's 43%. 43, wow. Okay, so it, okay. Doesn't sound, it still doesn't sound that bad, but think about it. I mean, how many people get a 43% return? Not Ex- many. No. <laughs> not, not with no risk attached. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, and how many years? Years have you lost yeah. that that will well, take? Well, it's the time you never get back. So the yeah. time value of money, again, very, very important. So the time, timing risk, uh, the time of your life risk that you're that you're risking by putting your money at at too much risk, too much risk, too much risky talk, <laughs> Thomas. But when you when you're uh, when you're spending money just recovering what you already had. How does that make you feel? It doesn't make you feel good. No, it doesn't. But then let's go. That was just a, a very small example. What if you lost fifty percent? And that's happened. You'd have to gain hundred percent to get back to even. Mm. Now it gets worse. And this happened back in, uh, well, you're not going to believe me, but I'm going to say it, then I'll give you an example. But sure. if you lose 90% of your money, which has happened again, any tech stocks back in the day, well, a lot of the tech stocks back in the day, people lost 90%. How much would you have to gain now to get your retirement plan or whatever plan it was or with the money you lost? How much would you, how, how many is, years or how much would you have to gain to get back to zero or back to even? Is that is that a thousand percent return? Yeah, well, it's 900 percent. 900. Can you imagine that? Wow. Yeah. So, and well, so, so, people are saying, well, coach is just pulling numbers out of his, uh, his buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Dow Jones from 1929 to 1932, guess how much the Dow lost? How much? 89 percent. Really? Which is 90 percent, basically. Wow. Okay. And so we heard that the, the Black Monday, all the bad things that happened back then, right? Sure. The, uh, that was like almost put our country out of business. Yeah. And then more recently, the NASDAQ from the year 2000 to 2002. How much did it go down? Oh, how much? No, 78%. Okay. So if you lose 80%, which is about 78%, you have to gain 400% just to get back to even. So right. again, I don't want to doom and gloom, 
But we have to understand when we take risks, there are some ramifications if if what our broker tells us doesn't come true. It's true. Well, and these things can happen so quickly as well. Some of these things you think that, oh, I'm going to have a couple of weeks to kind of react and get something in place. But oftentimes this can happen over the course of a few days and all of yep. a sudden you're just, you're, you're, your mouth is agape uh, wondering what to do. Yeah. Well, and, and then it's too late then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you lose 90%, I mean, you basically start going to church more because <laughs> there's not much else that's going to recover from that. There so, you go. Yeah. Uh, but let's make sure to get your own plan put together customized for you and your family. Tell us what you desire and let's see if it's possible. And then let's show you in writing what it could be at the best and worst. Most planners don't do this. They show you the best case example and it never happens. Let's show you the worst and let's show you what it could be. And then somewhere in the middle, it's probably where you'll be, but you're never going to be less than what we say. And that's the most important part of having a true total retirement plan. Thomas, the next 15 people who call, we've seen others charge over $1,000 for this. As long as you have $200,000 dedicated to retirement, this offer is for you. And our strategies do work best for those of you with at least a million dollars dedicated to retirement. But we never tell anyone, no, we always say, yes, let's see. Let's see what we could do for you. Let's see how we can help you. Let's see if we can get your questions answered. So for the next 15 people, we'll do it for you. And you'll get a a three book set of three of the books I've written as well. I love that. So the number to call to take advantage, 800-661-7383, or text PLAN to 600-700. And this is for you, our listeners, because a lot of you have called in, written in, and told us uh, that you, you feel like you're saving well, but you're concerned about what a volatile season in the market may do to these savings and making sure that folks have an income plan that will last truly their entire life. This is what you talk about, Coach, is what drives us here at the show. It's it's what we're good at, and it's what Coach Pete and Parker and the team do day in and day out. They craft their plans to truly take advantage of good and bad markets. So call in, get your questions answered, but more important than that, get that total retirement plan in place. The number 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383 or text that keyword plan to 600-700, plan to 600-700. Thomas, people have asked me, well, coach, when should we start worrying about retirement? And I say, as soon as you have violated the speed limit in your age, it is time for a plan. So if you're 56 and above, come see us. I love it. That number again, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383, or text plan to 600-700. For Thomas Lipscomb, Parker Holland, it's Coach Pete. We'll see you next week right here on the Financial Safari. Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.